back to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. Today, I jump on the mic with Karen Stark. Karen is many things, which I will let her tell you about. Uh, yet what I want you to know is that I met Karen when she was an early mom. I think she had one little one and maybe one in her belly. And she had a passion and a fire to always be creating. And I don't know if it's what happens when a woman gives birth to a, a new child that they also want to birth so many other things into the world. I personally don't have children, so I don't know about that experience. Yet what I do know is that Karen embodies that experience and has continued to create many really cool things. And this time she's on the pod to share about her latest creation. It is female centric. It is for anyone who identifies as a woman and it is a mountain biking festival in Squamish, British Columbia in 2024. And I'm inspired by many things about women, including their ability to make babies and make really cool gatherings come to life. So this conversation was one that I simply had to share with you. And to Karen Stark, I'm so grateful that we are connected to broadcast this. What I want you to know is that if you're listening and you're interested, sign up for her festival and tell her that you heard about it here. Karen Stark, welcome to the pod. I am stoked to get you on the mic today. Thank you so much. It's cool to be here. It's, it's great. I mean, I've known you forever and I just, um, I'm excited to chat with you. Well, I have known you forever in so many different iterations. And I remember when your babies were so little and, <laughs> you know, to jump ahead from like small babies to now you're a race director among so many other things. And so I know that our time is brief. And before we dive into all the other things, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us who are you? What are you all about in 2023, Care? Ooh, just 2023. Well, I'll back up just a tiny bit, but I'm a, I'm a mom of three awesome girls. Uh, I live and breathe mountain biking along with a lot of other outdoor sports and activities. And uh, yeah, I'm a, an event planner. I have been for the past 13 years with uh, BC Bike Race. And then as of last year, jumped into my own women's mountain bike festival, which is now my, my huge passion that lights my fire now. Yeah, amen. Well, for folks that are listening that don't know, BC Bike Race is no small feat. And it has been around for some time. And I think it was like the token stage race, especially for mountain biking here on the coast. But can you share with us what exactly is the BC Bike Race? The BC Bike Race is a seven day mountain bike stage race on the coast, as you said, 650 people come from around the world, they come into kind of we call it our circus once in a while as known internally. They come in, we basically move them from place to place. We set up their tents. We have all their amenities that they need, all the food for them. We the course, obviously, and they go out and ride their bike all day. They come back, they could go to the beer garden, uh, relax, connect with other racers, and then just do that day after day for seven days until they're, you know, and they go through the kind of like stoked to be here. I can do this to, oh my God, what am I doing? This, this is the worst thing I've ever signed up for because I can't do this back to like, oh my God, I did it. This is amazing. And it's just so cool to see. And um, by day seven, I mean, there's 40 year olds, 50 year olds all crying on the finish line because they're so proud of themselves. Yes. Amen. There is something about finish lines that does create an, an internal stoke, a, a pride that just like wasn't there necessarily on the start line. Um, now you've gone on to create a festival specifically for women and women identifying folks. And I'm curious if you can first share with us the demographic of BC Bike Race. And did that, I don't even know the number yet. I'm curious if that helped spark anything for you about why you wanted to dive into the female only space. 
Right. BC Bikers is 85% men. So, and we, and it's been that way. I've been there 12 years and we've done women's specific campaigns and um, just haven't been able to budge that percentage up at all. Like it goes up and down, up and down by 1% over the 12 years. So it's just kind of being, you know, a little, I guess it sparked kind of this like why. And BC Bike Race is a race and my event is uh, an event, a festival, and there's no racing involved. And so just thought, you know, I think there's a market there for people who just want to ride bikes, have a good time, connect everything about BC Bike Race, minus the timing. Minus the timing. Okay. So tell us the name of your festival, what it's all about, and who's coming, who's showing up. So it's called Ride Lab. And the reason we called it that was just... Um, the idea, if everybody thinks of lab, you think of, I mean, I think of pharmacy and I think of um, drugs and things like that. And they're in there and they're, you know, working to figure out a solution that's going to solve a problem. And so our lab is the outdoors and making sure that everybody has a good time, that everybody feels included. So yeah, Ride Lab is a three-day mountain bike festival. And again, it's open to anybody who identifies as a woman. We had, it's, there's 150 spots. And we had women from 18 years old to 63. That is incredible. So, so incredible. Would you say that anyone that was coming to your festival was also at BC Bike Race? Is there crossover there or are we looking at a totally different demographic? I think totally different. There, There's very, very well could be some crossover. Um, I didn't necessarily ask if anybody had done it, but I, I think it's, it could, there could be crossover, but. For sure, we had a lot of people who just aren't into racing. I do invite the pro women as well. So we had an aspect of pro women who came, but they came to be there for these other women. They didn't come for racing. They came there to support. They came to share their knowledge as well. Some of them spoke at some of our tech talks, and then some of them were ride leaders as well, which everybody loved just having them, loved shaking hands and kind of riding bikes with ALN and Hannah Bergerman and uh, Lucy Van Easton. And it was, that was a cool part that we brought the racing to the festival in a, in a different way that hasn't really been done. Yeah. So cool. I, I mean, I know that you've been shredding on the mountain forever and it can feel intimidating for women yet clearly like you haven't been intimidated and you've, you know, really jumped in. And I'm wondering what your impetus was in the world of women. Like what's been your relationship as a female mountain bike rider and have you always had a large gaggle of friends that are like here to shred? Is I kind of feel of feel like I'm sometimes a bit of a chameleon where, you know, I just I tend to jump into a lot of different groups. You know, I have uh, a group of women that I ride with very regularly, my friends who are all moms as well. And it's, you know, over the years, it's been, you know, we well, at one point, you know, we weren't riding. We were hiking the grass grind with our kids on our backs and things like that. And then we got into, OK, kids can be with a babysitter and off we go riding. And and now it's just like kids, I don't know, they're at university, like where are my kids? But so I have kind of that group. And then there's, because I'm in the mountain bike industry, then I ride a lot with industry sponsors or partners that I have. So there's some sort of work meetings, I guess, that happen on bikes. And then I love taking out new people who tell me they just bought a bike randomly at, you know, if I'm at the school or something, some somebody's like, hey, I just bought a bike and I know you ride. Then I love connecting that way. So I'm a bit of a chameleon and I've never had a problem in the mountain bike industry, but I do hear from others that, you know, it is sort of a one, it's a bro fest. It's also sometimes also, you know, intimidating for like the North shore, everybody, people, well, everybody thinks that, you know, 
everybody shredders. So nobody wants to get into it because that's intimidating. And I don't want to be, you know, people don't want to be that, that beginner. So, um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I feel I fit in. My brother also was in the mountain bike industry as a pro rider for a long time. So I've just been in it a long time and I'm happy and love riding with guys as well. Um, I love riding with uh, my partner. He's, you know, he, he gets me to the next level as well. So I'm in there in a lot of different reasons, but that's not the case for, for everybody. So I wanted, I wanted to try and, you know, fill a void for some people to get started and get better and make new friends that will ride and find people to call on a Saturday to go, go out with. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I'm hitting the pause button on this sweet episode to tell you about something that you might like. Our newsletter, we call it The Corkboard. It has all things juicy, whether you are looking to keep in touch between episodes or find out more about our coaching, development, or hot new jobs that we're working on. The link is in our show notes. Your inbox is sacred and your time is too. So now let's get back to the episode. I want to go to two extremes. One, which is the younger generation. So your daughters, what does it mean for you to be doing this for your daughters? Do they follow in mom's footsteps or? Uh, my, my daughters do not follow in my steps, footsteps. I, from very small, I look at photos all the time. I'm like, there they are on, on their run bikes. And there they are. Oh, we were here and we were there. And, and now none of them really ride bikes. <laughs> so, okay. And I've had a hard time with that. I have to be honest. I have had a hard time with that. And, and my ex always tells me and good reminder for everybody is we need to love our kids for who they are, what they love and not ever put our passions onto them. And so I continually, you know, have to remind myself that because I still want to, you know, ask them, Hey, do you want to ride on Saturday? And I get no's. And then I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? Like, what is it that you, you love? And so they all have their own things that they like. And that's how we spend time together now and not, and I think they've always known, I mean, even prior to Ride Lab, I had a women's, sorry, not a women's, a, a kid's clothing line. And so they've known that I'm an entrepreneur and they know that I get into these things and I get super passionate about stuff. And I think, you know, overall, I'm making an impression on my daughters that, you know, you can make a career out of your passions. And I think I set yeah. a good example of that. And biking's just not going to be something they pursue, but I hope that down the line they they realize like you know you got to love what you do, you got to put your energy into the things that you want to and and don't spend time on things that that don't fill your cup, yeah, amen. I admittedly, so when you speak about the shore for our listeners, you're referring to the North Shore. It's also the north, the north side of Vancouver, which mm. is full of some gnarly, gnarly trails. And your festival takes place in Squamish, which is just north of North Van, um, in between Vancouver and Whistler, also known for some pretty rad um, and awesome mm-hmm. trails. Yet in all of these places and spaces, you know, when it comes to mountains, there is still a push to get women out there. And so I wonder if you have perspective on other sports or other avenues where you're noticing this opportunity to bring more women to play, if you will, and not necessarily younger girls or women, like what's happening Mm -hmm. as adults and like, what are we doing to play as females? And are you seeing anything you know, similar to Ride Lab in any other industry? Good question. And I don't really know if I have the answer. I feel like I'm pretty involved just in the mountain bike industry that 
I don't really find, and with the three kids and, you know, I actually don't feel like I am very aware of what's going on in other sports. Well, I ask because I don't know of many other avenues. I mean, I think snowboarding is trying to have more gender representation or equal representation. And I think when it comes to mountains, it's not that the women aren't welcome on the mountain. It's just how do we continue to, you know, if we look at BC bike race numbers, like elevate that 15% of female population or female participation, I should say, into these spaces. And um, I think trail running is doing a good job of making it a little bit more equitable, though it might be, you know, a pair of running shoes and you can head out is a little bit different than needing a piece of equipment to go really fast. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Definitely uh, the visuals I finding, you know, for BC Bike Race, when we only have 15% women, you know, it is tough to get the visuals out there to everybody you know, that there are lots of women here and you should come because it is fun. And so same thing with Ride Lab. I mean, obviously we have the visuals to show that women are there, but in a, in a co-ed sport to, I mean, we obviously have to make an effort to show that so that, Mm -hmm. and maybe, maybe some sports or some companies are not doing that piece, but people need to be able to look at a visual, whether it's social media or an ad in an, in a newspaper or a magazine or something, be able to say, I can relate to that. And that's where I want to be because that looks like something I would do. Yeah, totally. I'm, I have two questions for you. One, just to take the lab the portion of the lab portion and the science of what are we mixing in life? And I'm wondering if there's anything else in life that you're up for mixing these days beyond the bike. What are you in the world of experimenting with? Ooh, um... I just feel like you're a creator and I'm like, there's something that goes on in your kitchen, how you look at real estate. Where do you want to live? What are you looking to like create in a new way, the Karen Stark way? And I ask this because I think that people listening might want to ask the same question and say, where in my life am I up for like walking into a proverbial lab? Uh, right now, I guess I am heading towards empty nester. I have one probably leaving next year, two leaving, you know, within the next five years at some point going somewhere, I don't know, and support them in anything they want to do. So I think what I'm experimenting with right now is just what is my next chapter looking like? And, you know, what do I want to do differently? What do I want to do the same? How, you know, and I just put an offer on a house the other day, for example, and I was so excited because you only get to see it for 10 minutes, right? So, so excited in that first 10 minutes. And I was like, this is going to be my new experiment. This is me kind of setting down a, a, a bigger footprint. And I'm going to have this big garden with all these strawberries and broccoli and everything. This is going to be my new life. I'm going to try this out for a while because I've been in a townhouse for the last five years. And then anyway, long story short, in inspection doesn't go well, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, hey, experiment closed. Not doing that. So I think right now is just for me is the next chapter and how do I see that? And, you know, life is short and I want to make the best of all of it. So I think it's just right now it's all of it is up here and I, I'm, I need to experiment on taking steps. What are those steps? Yeah. Magic. The, the science of taking a step. It feels like I can see a beaker and like droplets and it's like you're waiting for the solution to change color and you're like that's going to be the one so sometimes the droplets go in and sometimes they come out and they go back in and they come out and it's yeah amen I love that okay I want to come back to ride lab and say who is this festival for 
Um, meaning if I'm listening to this podcast right now and I know that registration is open and I know that it will take place in beautiful Squamish, BC in um, 2024, in the spring of 2024, and registration is still open and there's still time for folks to join. And so if I'm on the fence, if I'm a great mountain biker, if I'm not, tell me how I know that Ride Lab is for me. Ride Lab, as you said, is for absolutely everybody. It's it is for anybody who identifies a, as a woman and nobody has to explain anything to anybody. You just, you'd come. If you identify, you come, you are welcome. All ages, there is a beer garden, so it's of drinking age. But, and then until you think you can't ride a bike anymore, because we have beginner groups that are just going out to cruise on, it's called the Ray Peters zone, but cruise on the flat, the very flat stuff. And if they just want to ride or they want to learn some skills, we have skill development stuff in each group as well. Yeah. If you love connecting with people, it's for you. It's a great way to meet other, meet other individuals and have a good time. So we are really just there to bring anybody who likes the sport and wants to, again, get into it, get better. Or if you want to be involved in not that way, you can also come as hey, I want to be a guide, I want to be a leader, or I want to help out and, and work or volunteer. So we're we're taking everybody. It's, it's just um, a great environment that I feel that we created that um, has made that open for everybody. Well, I love that you call it a festival. And it's a festival that sounds like a little bit less Burning Man and a little bit more um, <laughs> bike, bikes, bike ride. And yeah. it also feels a little bit like adult summer camp of like an opportunity to come together. And, you know, it is during the week due to trail availability and, you know, respect for getting so many people out on the trails, which I think is so phenomenal, uh, not to be taken lightly. The, the trails in Squamish are busy on the weekends. And I look and I'm just in awe. I absolutely love what you have created for women, by women, to your point, when you look and see a picture and think, that is cool. I want to do that. I want to emulate someone who has the confidence to be on a bike. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. So kudos to you. Thanks. Just to that point, I just wanted to add, I think that all the beginners that did arrive felt very welcome. And then they felt like they were respected and treated the same as the pros that arrived, which I think is really important in an inclusive event. Absolutely. Inclusivity doesn't care how well you do or don't ride a bike and you will be safe you'll be taken care of you will be let out and you will be brought back to camp I mean does it get any better than that yeah a couple of the groups that we worked with which I wanted to point out with was we partnered with the indigenous women of the outdoors in Squamish phenomenal group who get get individuals out to experience all different sports all different outdoor activities and so we partner with them and hired a few PMBI certified guides from their group to come and be guides at our event, which um, also for the part of, you know, who's coming to our event. uh, We did that hoping, you know, that everybody would feel included, that there'd be some, you know, more Indigenous women who wanted to join Ride Lab, seeing that, you know, they're, they're feeling that they're in a safe space as well. So cool. I love that. Um, Very thoughtful. Very, very thoughtful well thought out the clock has struck time as it does and i have to wrap every podcast with one favorite question and that is right now karen stark what is making your heart beat faster my heart is beating faster all the time because i'm on the go (laughs) never stopping but um as far as ride lab and everything is concerned i think just the success of one event and the opportunity to build on that and make it 
better for next year, I think is really has me fired up right now. Just thinking, okay, now, because the first event is always the hardest and getting it off the ground. And now kind of gets to the real fun stuff of like, what can we improve? How can we add value? What other companies do we want involved? And just reaching out, connecting with all those people, as well as our our past event people to the people that are going to come, getting everybody fired up. And, and that lights my fire. That gets me going. And I'm, yeah, stoked on all of that. It's no small feat, you know, kicking an event off or launching it. I mean, I, I haven't had children, nor have I launched an event. It just feels like there's a birthing process that it takes a <laughs> long time. And then the event happens in like a few quick days. And now you're back to planning, you know, a year, a year later for, for your next one. So bless you. You've had three kids. I think it's no problem to go through three rounds of this birthing process and mm-hmm. here for number two. We'll make sure the link is included in the show notes of how people can join. And just thanks for everything you're doing. More Women on the Trails is a really cool thing. Thank you. And thanks for having me. It's cool to just connect again and um, get this get this event off the ground again for a year two. And we'd love to see some of your listeners come up at the event and say, hey, I found out about you from Steph's podcast. So that's Uncorked. Cool. That would be yeah. too cool. I love it. Thanks, Care. And you know what makes my heart beat faster? The fact that I get to share with you that this podcast is brought to you in partnership with More Good Media. Our friends over at More Good Media are spreading the good word, one conversation, one podcast at a time. So thanks so much for your support. We are so glad to be here in partnership. Oh, hey, before you go, you know, listening to podcasts on this thing called the internet, it's a wild ride. And what would be so helpful on our wild journey is if you would be so kind to jump on and give us a review. Four, maybe even five stars. It really helps. Thanks for joining us.